What's up, everybody? It's your boy Joshua Edwards, live from live from my very own summer room. This is season three, episode forty-five of Joshua's Proximity. Man, I got a lot of things I want to talk about. Um, obviously, you know the head coaching situation in Indianapolis, and I can't say that I wasn't right. Um, but before I even jump into that, I just want to talk about last episode and how. You know, I kind of spoke certain things into existence. Now, we all know the Houston Astros just played the Philadelphia Phillies in the World Series. I had the Astros winning in six games. Here's a listen to my viewers on the YouTube channel. Yeah, so I think as we are looking at the Houston Astros as a whole, and I know I'm just starting my my episodes just a little bit differently on today, this team is built to win for years to come. We all know what they are. I don't care if they cheated in the past. I understand that there were some cheating accusations. Well, they got caught cheating. Let's just call it what it is. But at the end of the day, this team can win. They're always in the World Series. They're always in the ALCS. Um, they, they faithfully at least have a top three record in the entire MLB. And the Houston Astros, man, shout out to... The manager, I can't think of his name right now, but Houston Astros definitely deserve the World Series, and they won in the six games, like I said. But let's go ahead and talk about the most interesting thing within the past two weeks. Now, when it comes to football, I know football. I understand a lot of people say, man, I have some terrible takes, which I admit I do have some terrible takes from time to time. But when it comes to the National Football League and looking at a football, looking at the game from a football mind, from a football perspective, I, I, I might even go into coaching, man. I might be speaking that into existence, man. I might be one of the greatest coaches to ever live, man. I'm speaking that into existence if I do coach. But I stated on episode 44 that if the Indianapolis Colts lost, Frank Wright would be fired. And guess what? He got fired. But that wasn't the biggest shocker from this past weekend or the most interesting thing from this past weekend. The most interesting thing was the hire that the Indianapolis Colts did. Now, the Indianapolis Colts is an organization that has won a Super Bowl, drafted players like Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning, obviously, Darius Linder, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, and a plethora of Hall of Famers, Edgerin James. They didn't draft him, but, you know, they traded for him, Marshall Falk, and even Eric Dickerson. But the Indianapolis coach just hired a guy who has never, ever had any coaching experience on the collegiate or the NFL level. Jeff Saturday, the Indianapolis coach's former center, a guy who was supposed – he was literally in ESPN calling sports shows. He was on Get Up. He was on First Take. He was on SportsCenter. He is literally called off of his couch and is now, he has now elevated himself at, or has become an intern head coach for the Indianapolis Colts. Man, I will be very remiss if I did not talk about the, the hidden, the hidden, I guess you could say, racism behind it, man. I, I got to call it for what it is. Got to call it spade a spade. Jeff Saturday, no coaching experience. 
The Indianapolis Colts had two head, former head coaches on their coaching staff, Gus Bradley, John Fox. They hired a guy who was literally at home throwing pancakes at the television on Get Up, bro. They literally just went and, call, and called somebody who was on ESPN doing other things outside of coaching. He's never coached a day in his life outside of a high school sports. But you go and hire him. That's like Shaw University calling me as I'm making this podcast. I've never coached a day in my life, and I got to go now and coach the head, the, the football team for Shaw University. Even though I played there, I don't have any idea what it takes to be you know, a head coach. I don't have any idea what type of film study it takes to be a head coach. I don't have any idea how to manage certain players and different responsibilities, the field, the traveling, the medical expenses, the uh, food, all these extra things, and you go and hire me. I mean, this is – my mom always said, man, favoritism is not fair, and this is favoritism beyond another level. Now, if Jeff Saturday balls, obviously he has to go through, back through uh, the, the hiring – process to become the the official head coach for the Indianapolis coach but this right now is a damn disgrace this is a slap in the face to all all coaches worldwide who have put in the time who have been assistant coaches for 20 plus years who have been receiver coaches uh special teams coordinators for 20 plus years man this right here is a travesty this is egregious this is this is any bad word that you want to use to describe terrible, this is the hire that the Indianapolis coach did. Now, the Panthers, we were in a very similar situation. We fired a head coach midway through, but we didn't hire a Luke Keekley, a Julius Peppers, a Steve Smith. We went out there and we got somebody within the organization that was one already proven and that has already had some kind of head coaching report, bro. So when you look at the installment of the Rooney Rule, which was put so that uh, minority head candidates could get an opportunity to go out there and audition for a head coaching position, it's bull job, man. These NFL owners, these NFL GMs, they're all, they all think alike, all 32 owners – they want somebody that's going to look like them. They, they're going to want somebody that uh, talks like them. At the end of the day, this was a terrible hire, man. Terrible. I cannot believe that the Indianapolis coach, coach stooped to this level. Uh, it, it talks about all of the process from, the, from a black man's perspective of all the things that we suffer, man. We have to go through... All types of different hoops and hula hoops and curves and bumps in order to get where we want to, man. Guys out there, 20 years of experience, 15 years of experience, five years of experience. And a guy who's on Get Up ESPN is out here throwing pancakes at the television screen. And he is now the interim head coach for the Indianapolis Colts. I cannot believe it, uh, but at the end of the day, I'm not surprised. Uh, let's go ahead and just switch it up just a little bit. So, 
We are halfway through the NFL season, and I just want to go ahead and reveal my midway point award winner. So before the season, I'm going to go ahead and list off all my lists. Offensive Rookie of the Years before the season, I had Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Defensive Player of the Year, I had Aiden Hutchinson and Sauce Gardner. Offensive Player of the Year, Justin Jefferson. Defensive Player of the Year, Darius Leonard. Comeback Player of the Year, Saquon Barkley. MVP, Josh Allen. And Coach of the Year was Brian Dayball before the season started. Now that we are midway through the NFL season, let's go ahead and talk about it. Offensive Rookie of the Year is Kenneth Walker. Running back for the Seahawks, can do it all. Um, it was a fantastic pickup by one of my homeboys in my fantasy league, and he's doing numbers. Right now, he's, he's without a doubt a top 10 running back. Kenneth Walker, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Defensive, player, defensive Rookie of the Year, Sauce Gardner. I called it early on. I didn't see that he would be like this. Reports are that he is humongous. 6'4". He has all of the skills to be an elite cornerback for the years to come. Defensive Rookie of the Year right now, Sauce Gordon. Offensive Player of the Year. Coming out of left field, Tyreek Hill. Uh, got that big payday from Miami. Mike McDaniels is down there doing a fantastic coaching job in Miami. Offensive Player of the Year right now has to be Tyreek Hill. Defensive Player of the Year, Matthew Judon. I don't think anybody saw this out of New England. Um, he is the NFL current sack leader right now. They are on a bye week, so... He has another chance to rest this week. Uh, Micah Parsons, Mike, Micah Parsons, and Nick Bosa are still in the running for Defensive Player of the Year. But right now is Matt Matt Judon, Comeback Player of the Year. Called it early on. Saquon Barkley still the Comeback Player of the Year. MVP. It was still Josh Allen until this past weekend against the New York Jets. But right now is Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is playing the best football. The Chiefs are. Like that, they threw 68 times on Sunday night football, came out with the victory in overtime. Right now, MVP is Patrick Mahomes. And the coach of the year right now is Nick Sirianni. There's a couple of coaches that are in the running for it, Brian Dayball, Robert Sala, but right now it's Nick Sirianni, Sirianni, coach of the year. And as we do so often, let's go ahead and talk about the NFL Top 10. Coming in at number 10, the Seattle Seahawks, for everything that I just listed, they have some fine rookies, okay? They have some really good players right now playing some great football out there in Seattle, Washington. Number 10, Seattle. Number 9, the New York Football Giants. They still have the best running back right now in football in Saquon Barkley. Lights out on defense. Daniel Jones is not turning the ball over. Well coached. Well, really good football team. Number 9, New York Giants. Number eight, the Dallas Cowboys. They're, they're coming off of a bye week. Defense is still stout. Dak Prescott, another week to get healthy. Number eight, Dallas Cowboys. Number seven, the San Francisco 49ers. Coming off of a bye week, you are going to see this team explode. Christian McCaffrey is going to explode. George Kittle. This team, ladies and gentlemen, will be coming out of the NFC. Number seven, San Francisco 49ers. Number six, the New York Jets. They just shut out the, the hottest team right now in the NFL outside of the, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, the guy that was front runner for MVP, Josh Allen, New York Jets shut him out. Number six, the Jets. Number five, the Miami Dolphins. Tua Tugavailoa needs to start getting more takes 
as far as MVP discussion goes. Right now, it's Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. Has to be Tua Tugavailoa slash Josh Allen in MVP talks. Right now, number five, the Miami Dolphins. Number four, the Buffalo Bills. For everything that I just listed. Yes, I do understand that they lost to the New York football Jets. But the Jets are no slouches. Um, Josh Allen is still top two at his position this defense can get after the quarterback. They have the top two receiver right now in all of football. Number four, the Buffalo Bills. Number three, the Minnesota Vikings. Now, there are two more teams on my list that I have a lot of reserves about. We are going to find out within the next month what the Minnesota Vikings really are about. Seven and one, but it feels real jaded. Seven and one, but it feels real jaded. Number three, Minnesota Vikings. Number two, the Kansas City Chiefs. MVP front runner, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, best quarterback in the National Football League. Needless do I say, number two, Kansas City Chiefs. And number one, Philadelphia Eagles. Didn't like what I really saw on Thursday night, but they have a, a another game coming up on Monday night. A longer rest period for the Philadelphia Eagles. I do expect them to blow out the Washington Commanders come Monday night. Um, but right now, number one, Eagles. 10 Seahawks, 9 Giants, 8 the Cowboys, 7 the 49ers, 6 the Jets, 5 the Dolphins, 4 the Bills, 3 the Vikings, 2 the Chiefs, and the number one team right now currently is the Philadelphia Eagles. So as we normally do at the end of each football episode, let's go ahead and talk about predictions for next week. Panthers versus Falcons. Give me the Panthers, man. I got another bet on it. Give me the Panthers. Seahawks versus Bucks. Mm, Seahawks, Lions versus Bears. I like what the Bears doing. Give me the Bears. Dolphins versus Browns. Dolphins. Broncos versus Titans in Tennessee. Woo! Give me the Broncos. Vikings versus Bills. If Josh Allen plays the Bills, if he doesn't, give me the Vikings. Texans versus Giants. Giants. Jags versus Chiefs. Chiefs. Saints versus Steelers. Ooh, Saints. Colts versus Raiders, Raiders, Cardinals versus Rams, give me the Cardinals, Cowboys versus Packers, Cowboys, Chargers versus 49ers, 49ers, and the Commanders versus the Eagles, the Eagles. So, once again, Josh's proximity, we out, baby.